Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I'm here with my Australian bestie and yours, Kirsten Moore. Kirsty Moo, as she's known on <laughs> Facebook. And she is willing, able, and ready to recap Temptation Island Season 2. It has started three weeks ago. Kirsty, are you ready to do, like actually get into this and do this? Girl, I don't know if I'm ready after watching three episodes. This shiz is wild, but I'm so in. I'm glad you're in. Okay, we went round and round like, okay, let's think of a show that we could do just for fun that's not Housewives, that's not our typical Mm -hmm. show where we could collaborate just once every other week. And that's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to come together every other week and do one of these. And the first one we picked was Temptation Island. And I'm actually really glad we did because I'm into it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm so into it. I think it's absolutely batshit. I think it's going to end in disaster, but I am here for it every step of the way. <laughs> Did you watch it years ago when it was on? I I don't think so. I think I caught a few episodes here and there. It was on really late here in Australia, um, so I missed it. But I remember it being in, you know, the ether at the time and just thinking this, like, why? Why would they do this to themselves? It's it's the worst idea ever. It's the worst idea ever that any couple could ever do. I mean, there's nothing worse. I can't picture anything worse as a couple to do. Let's be real. It's the best TV idea ever. The worst relationship idea ever. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I would rather go into a Hunger Games situation with my husband or even with a random boyfriend than ever do something like this to myself. Period. And it's not that they... The thing that shocked me the most is that it's not that they are in, like, a few months into a relationship or it's just a new thing. These people have been together for years. This is just a... A bad idea. Go to therapy. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Have you watched Couples Therapy on Showtime? Do you get Showtime? Or can no, you stream it at all? No, we don't get Showtime. I could probably stream it, but I actually haven't heard of it. It sounds up my alley. It's amazing. Okay, here's the deal. Couples Therapy on Showtime. Number one, everybody should watch it. It's fantastic. Number two, <laughs> I'm an idiot because it took me almost until the end of the series to understand that it was actually unscripted. I thought it, oh. this is this is how this is how good it was. I was like, the writing wow. on this is fantastic. I'm like, wow, these people really seem like couples in trouble. No, Erin, that's your fault. You watch too much Love After Lockup. <laughs> you've, like, you've lost touch with your reality show. <laughs> well, everyone has teeth. They're all like really attractive. And so I thought, well, for sure these people are actors because the shows I watch, people look like hell and they are poorly lit because oh, I watch the Learning Channel and women's entertainment television. We TV. So, I mean, you, I do watch a certain level, but I watch Bravo too. So, but I swear to God, it's so good, but I'm so stupid while I was watching it. I still thoroughly enjoyed it, but it was hilarious to me when I finally Googled it because I'm like, what? Because they put a thing, they put, they put a thing up at the end. Thank you to all the couples for sharing their stories. And I was like, what? So I Googled it. It's like, yeah, unscripted series on Showtime. And I'm thinking... I've just Googled it. I'm going to watch it on, on YouTube or something. I'll find a way. It's really good. And I might actually do a bonus episode on my Patreon, on the Pink Shade Patreon with Kate Casey, because she suggested it to me. 
Oh, man, I got to get my life together. I don't know what's real, what's fake, but this is supposedly real. Temptation Island season two um, is bringing us some new things. The, the first new thing it's bringing us is Mark S. Wahlberg's enormous <laughs> teeth. Now, this is a wild looking man. I mean, he looks like the guy that does The Bachelor. Is it The Bachelor? Uh, he looks exactly... Who does he look like? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, and I can't believe I'm blanking. Chris Harrison. That's right, yeah. Except, um, yeah, the teeth on this guy, look, that's that's definitely new. That's a development. That's a development. Yeah, I've talked about it with Mary Payne on the Hey Bunky Patreon because we recapped it just for our top-tier patrons. Someone had requested it. I'm like, okay, we'll do the first episode. We talked about the teeth for a majority of the beginning of our recap, so we don't have to go into great detail here, but I will just say that (laughs) those of us who have followed um, the other Mark Wahlberg's career over the years are shooketh at looking at his Mm -hmm. mouth hole this year because it is wildly different. He's got the full-on dentures whistle. Oh, it's different. Okay, now I have to Google his old face. Kirsty, you have to Google it. This is probably why you're not as shocked seeing it. You're probably like, oh, those are yes. some big white teeth. So it's Mark S. Because if I just Google Mark Wahlberg, it's going to be Marky Mark. You'll find the real one, right? This is the okay. knockoff generic brand. So he <clears throat> has like 142 teeth in his mouth. They are all the size of a piece of <laughs> notebook paper each. And he has a full-on dentures whistle. He's like, welcome, everyone, to Love Island. (laughs) Like, he is really struggling speaking. And I want to think, like, did somebody tell you that this is the size for you? This is a a good idea. Yeah, because that's all everyone's talking about. Anyway, he's the host. He hosted it way back in the day with regular teeth. Now he's got the crazy Bravo (laughs) teeth. But you know what I like about this show? It's got really good, speaking of, like, people looking good on reality shows, Really good lighting, beautiful scenes, beautiful setting, gorgeous high-end shots everywhere. The people are all attractive. I mean, it's it's very much eye candy. Absolutely. I mean, it's very Bravo-esque in that it's very polished. It just, it it looks like, um, well, look, again, it's very different to, to Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance kind of style where you're, you know, having to squint to actually see through the graininess of, of the scene. It's very glossy. It's very posh. And like you say, everyone is uh, very attractive. I am so in love with both all the men, all the women, it's 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 good television. <laughs> it is. I know. Even though they're all kind of stupid for being there. Okay, so here's the premise, you guys. And you do not have to necessarily watch this to follow our recaps because we're not truly going to go blow by blow through each different scene. We're just going to give you the overviews of how the couples are doing, who we think is the biggest hot mess, where we think each of their stories are going and like the big fire moments from the week. So that's how I'm envisioning these little recaps or recaps that we're doing together. But we're going to give you the premise of the show. Basically, a couple decides to go to Temptation Island and usually four couples attend this experiment, air quotes. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg hosts it, Mark S. Wahlberg and his new teeth. And he tells them about the temptees. Is the temp no the tempters? What? Oh my god, I'm a mess. It basically twelve singles, twelve men, twelve women are then brought on to tempt each half of the couples, 
And so these couples can be divided up into separate villas, the girls in one, the guys in the other. And they decide throughout the course of this reality show whether they like any one of these single side chicks, side dicks, or <laughs> they come dicks. back and they say, oh, no, I want to be with my original boo. That is the that's the premise. It's a nightmare. It's basically a license to cheat on your boyfriend or girlfriend. And to make matters worse, you get to see selected footage of your girlfriend or boyfriend at each bonfire, which happens once per show, kind of at the end of the show. Um, and it's usually something terrible that they're doing with another person that will completely destroy you. Sometimes it's not so bad. Sometimes it is heinous and like soul crushing because the editors select it on purpose to upset the boyfriend or girlfriend who is probably already thinking the worst about their partner. Sometimes it's even taken out of context and they don't show you what has happened before or after, which they tell the contestants, but they make it look even worse than it is. And that's all the information they give you are these little video clips at bonfires. <laughs> this is like a psychological experiment. It's like torture of the worst possible kind for any couple. And that's the show. And they decide, mm -hmm. yeah, at the end, are they going to make it? Or are they going to go off with this new person? Or are they just going to go off with nobody because they decided they don't want their original partner or anyone new? And in the process, they also vote off some of the singles who no, none of the half couples are jiving with, I guess. Okay, did I leave anything out? Is that, the, is that it? I think you got it. That bonfire, to me, that's the absolute worst part where you have to watch. They're really like 10-second clips of your partner talking shit on you or, you know, making out with somebody else or dry humping. It is like, I mean, okay, as if it's not bad enough to just imagine what they're doing in a house full of girls gone wild it is already like so so bad and then you have to watch it oh that's I didn't realize I didn't remember that part and my stomach just lurched for all of them I'm like oh this is gonna be and this is not gonna end well it's fucking awful I mean I would be the worst on this show because I'm telling you even at the dating stage if my husband then boyfriend we're even doing something like saying to another chick, yeah, like Erin, you know, she just cooks lasagna too much and I get really sick of her cooking. <laughs> I would flip. Me too. I would flip. I'd be like, I'll never make you lasagna again. I'd be like, we're done. We're And we're done. I'd be so mm -hmm. mad because you're already on such edge. But then also everything you're doing with these other, with the guys, that's being shown to the other person. So when you see something mm -hmm. you don't like that your guy or girl is doing on one of these clips, whether it's warranted or not, then you up your game with the singles over in your villa so you'll have worse footage the next night. That's also sometimes what the couples play. I think, I mean, that would be me 100%. If I saw my boyfriend or husband talking crap or, you know, eat, like, like you say, just saying something slightly off color, I'd be like, right, give me the D. I'm going to show him. Like, I'd be like in a spa grinding up on 17 guys. It, like I am so vengeful. I just know that this would be a recipe for disaster for me. I mean, look, it's a recipe for disaster anyway, but I'm just like, right. We're together that we would be the worst. <laughs> if I even heard like, oh, yeah, sometimes, you know, Aaron does, wears jeans that are the unflattering cut. How dare you? It would not be OK with me. So anyway, 
given the fact that we would be <laughs> terrible on this show, the people who are on it are also just completely unhinged and have no business being on it. The first couple, I would say, of the two that I'm scaredest for uh, when it comes mm. to the women, the first one is David and Kate. They Absolutely. are the gym rats who are annoying, those annoying people who give each other piggybacks in public. And they're like, look, we work out together so much. We're awesome. He's like <laughs> this cold, shallow douche canoe. And she is, she's divorced. She was married to someone who she cheated on. And she says she's waiting for karma to bite her. And she thinks he's too good for her, clearly. Yeah, she's very insecure. Very insecure. And then the other couple besides David and Kate, who I think have that same kind of dynamic, are the younger version of them. And that's Casey and Ashley H. Mm -hmm. She is the one. She's from Maine. He's from Florida. They've been together a year and a half. She says she's bubbly but has no friends. She's moved to Florida to live (laughs) here. What kind of intro is this? Bubbly without friends. Oh, girl. That is so sad. I consider myself very bubbly. I have no friends. I moved here to live with Casey. I'm living his life, and I have a history of being cheated on because, quote, it's easy to cheat on me. I'm not good enough. What? Girl. Again, therapy. Like, this girl, I mean, she. I'm, ter- I'm actually terrified for it, and I'm with you. These are my two most vulnerable couples. Yep. Um, and... But Ashley, Ashley H, there's two Ashleys, above anyone else, I just feel she walked into this experiment broken. Like, this is just already ending very badly for her on a psychological level. Like, somebody please call her mom. She needs a hug. She needs a hug from a lot of men, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, she needs Mm -hmm. to be told that she's good enough, she's smart enough, and God darn it, people like her because she has the worst self-esteem and she's with this idiot this guy casey okay you guys he's manscaped from head to toe as they all are as they all are he especially looks like someone who like shaves to the top of his feet though gross you know what i mean (laughs) and he is this really kind of pasty guy but he works out a little bit so he thinks he's this huge hunk and he burns very easily which amuses me so he's getting like pink and red and like kind of funny looking on this vacation reality show which i enjoy Mm -hmm. but he's all about like she just needs to be more secure she just needs to be more of an independent woman and Because his whole mission is to bang as many chicks as possible before locking her down and putting her in the kitchen. That's my view on that. Really? Because a few of them have brought, and he's one of them, um, that have brought their girlfriends or boyfriends to try and prove that they will not cheat. And it's the same with Kate and David, the other really insecure couple. They're like, their partners brought them to show them, like, hey, I can hang out with 17 gorgeous half-naked women um and not cheat on you which obviously it's not gonna happen because it's a every night party and everyone's drunk and everyone's jealous and crazy but that's what they're trying to achieve here they're trying to appear like the good stable guy right which makes them the horrible nightmare guy because i don't for a second think that either one of them are there for that oh you don't okay see i'm entering very naive no i you know what this is good I'm entering it as an old kind of dried up crow who's like, you guys are all liars. And you're like, oh, maybe they're just going into it with the best of intentions. So we'll see. Which is weird because generally 
I mean, I get very easily frustrated by men, but I guess I've just been very easily manipulated by Mark S. Warburg. His, <laughs> his teeth, teeth are blinding you. I am. I'm blind by the teeth. Blinded by the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> there is the word douche in that song. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, then we have Rick and Ashley G. Now, I'm also I'm already annoyed that there are two Ashleys on a show where there are only four, oh, four main characters. Yeah, four girls. Seriously. I'm like, come on, people. But I get it. You know, they have to cast for personalities, not names. But so there's Rish, Rick and Ashley G. They've been together a long time. They've been together four and a half years, but it was sort of on again, off again. They had a one and a half year break because he describes himself as a commitment phobe. And he says in their interview... It wasn't serious. Then she put the clamps on me. She goes into it basically telling him over and over again, you don't make a fool of me. Do not make a fool of me during this because she has been cheated on what seems like repeatedly in this relationship. By him, yeah. Which is hilarious considering the first move she makes. Oh, girl. When they get to their houses. Okay, then the other couple. No, go ahead. I was going to say for me, her acting out in the first night is really like I feel like she was just bubbling over with resentment and was like all right this is my time to shine totally absolutely that's it completely when we talk about what happened with her and KB Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100% I think she was that was all about her just showing Rick you know what she can do because I think she has been just me reading into the relationship, I know nothing about them except what I've seen on my TV screen, but <laughs> it seems like she's been hurt by him and betrayed by him over and over and over again. Yeah. Then there's Gavin and Isonica. These are the ones I hold out the most hope for, maybe. Really? She is beautiful. She looks like Rihanna. She's from the Virgin I Islands. Her. I love her, too. She was like a beauty queen, but she seems really cool. They were, they're yeah. together like a year and a half, which isn't that long, but still. And they're like, united front, home team. Yeah, they're all thinking everything's going to be fine. We know it's not. Gavin has like the kindest eyes. I said this on my Patreon recap too, and maybe I'm just being convinced that he is a better dude than the rest of them because that he just doesn't look as crazy faced. Girl, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Really? Okay, tell me why. I originally, when like the first episode when I saw him, I felt that too. I'm like, oh, he's a cool guy. But when they did the bonfire and just the way he speaks about the relationship, I'm like, oh, I, I don't think he came there for her. I think he came to play. Really? Well, you know, she does say about him in the intro, in, in their little package about who they are and what their relationship's been like. She says he can't necessarily be a faithful guy. So what does that mean? That he that he has a history of cheating? I mean, who says that? That's a very vague That's but a terrible weird statement. Thing to say. Yeah. I mean, I guess each to their own, like if she's cool with it, but she doesn't seem cool with it. I like the guy she's been talking to. I mean, we can we get into it when we get into the episodes a bit more, but the the guy with the beard, I like him. I do too. So let's actually get into this. So All right. What are the main things that have happened with each couple now that we're three episodes deep in this? Who should we start with? All right. I, well, maybe we should start with Gavin and Asanika because we've just touched on them. And for me anyway, I, they're not, I don't have a whole bunch of notes on them because I found them, we're not like in, in with them yet with, as we are with, you know, some of the more insecure couples. Right. So let's get them out of the way, shall we? Okay, so he, she is talking to, oh, God, where is his name? 
Oh, no, it's like um, Kareem. Kareem, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Asanika is talking to Kareem, and he seems like a really decent guy. I, I do like him. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. he seems like a skis. Isn't it interesting that the guy, the single guys, their move is to basically talk about how bad all the women's boyfriends are currently and promise <laughs> promise love and commitment to everyone. And then the single girls, their move is to, like, gyrate. What? Yeah, literally. I mean, I, I found that really fascinating to watch the difference between the, the two. It's like... First of all, everyone is just saying, all the singles are just saying exactly what they know the other person needs to hear. But I think the boys are playing it way more strong in like having conversations and supporting the girls, whereas the girls are just like, girls gone wild, let's grind up on these boys and get our tits out. Because again, they know that that's going to work and it will. Exactly. Exactly. It is. Everyone's playing to their best assets. I mean, you can't deny that. It's fascinating, isn't it? To see that these really guys, are. they're really trying to woo the girls, the couple half of the girls, by saying things like, you know, I want a wife. Your man doesn't listen to you. If he listened <laughs> to you, he would know everything about you. What's your hometown like? I'm like, this is some bullshit. No, but no guy acts like this. But they mm-hmm. are, they're, they're there to tempt. And so they're, they're using those assets. Yeah, and the girls are just like, show me your tits. There they go, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I, what I found, I mean, they really, we really are just, when it comes down to it, we're just animals, you know, sticking out. Like those monkeys that have their big red bums, we're just sticking our bums in everyone's faces and going, what do you think? Shall we? <laughs> like, shall we adjourn to the the boudoir? It reminds me of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Your lips That's look like a monkey's too. asshole. <laughs> Yeah, they're just sticking their monkey's assholes in each other's faces. And the way the mm-hmm. guys are doing it is they're promising love, commitment, tenderness, and listening. And it's it, that's their version of a big red monkey's butt. And honestly, it's upsetting because it works. It would work on me. I'm like, God damn it. Right? It's all just a game. I know. If there was a guy on there who they had given research about me and he sat down and started wanting to talk about like 90 Day Fiance and that slash literature mm-hmm. and movies or documentaries, I'd be like, oh my God, he like really gets Soul me. Mate. For a second, I thought I thought you were saying um, one of your main interests is slash. <laughs> Slash of Guns and Roses, slash. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Talk to me endlessly about that. One of your passions that. in life. <laughs> passions in life. So, okay, so the the guy that Asanika is talking to is all about listening to her and telling her that Gavin really isn't there for her. Blah blah blah. He's kind of right, but he's playing the game, and she is not necessarily biting on his line as much as some of the other girls are though no she's staying strong she's totally just kind of playing it neutral so gavin hasn't had to be subjected to any really raw footage yet of his girlfriend doing anything awful he did have a moment where he felt some regret when when he heard her talking about how he gavin doesn't ever really want to get involved in her culture or visit the virgin islands or watch carnival or you know she's like i just wish he did that with me that's my culture that's my home and I don't know. It seemed like he had a legitimate moment of reflection where he's like, that's really hard to hear. And I do do that. Like, I need to be more involved in her, who she is. I thought, oh, my God, is the show yeah. getting deep on me? What the hell? I was really happy with his response because, like, I've been in that situation where, you know, I've, I've had long distance relationship. I'm like, well, come to Australia. Like, this is where I grew up. This is my home, you know. And it'd be nice for you to know what my life is like here. 
and they haven't been interested. So, and his response, rather, I was like, oh, he's going to shut down. Like, he's going to ref- deflect, deflect, deflect. But no, he was like, okay, yeah, I didn't realize it meant that much to it. That was his redeeming moment for me, actually. I thought that was good. I thought it was too. I liked hearing that. So that maybe that's why I'm team Gavin still. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if he's got like a brain in there and a heart and oh, maybe he doesn't. I'm just giving him too much credit. Maybe he's just a beefcake. Yeah, but he's not like he's not like a David or a Casey though, who to me have no real powers of self-reflection. They think their girlfriend has all the problems and they have none. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to come out of this being so angry at men. I can just feel it oh now. Oh, my God, girl. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about David and Kate. When David and Kate yeah. first get there, first of all, Kate cried. <sighs> Kate's crying before they even land on the island. Like, she's bawling on the boat. She's like, why did we do this? Like, it's the worst idea for her. She's the one who's been divorced. <sighs> she is the one who has cheated on her partner in the past. So she has this sense that, like she said, karma is going to come back around. It's going to happen to her. She also has this sense that she is not good enough, kind of like Ashley H. with mm-hmm. Casey. So these two women, Kate and Ashley, are just like destroyed before the game even begins. Yeah, it's hard to watch, actually. Like, I really feel for both of them. And I, and especially Kate, but just because she's less annoying than Ashley H. <laughs> but I really like and she's older, you know, she's she's done her first marriage. She really wants this to work because I think she mentioned she wanted to have a family as well. So for her, she's like hearing that biological clock ticking. She needs to know whether or not David is the guy for her. Personally, I I think net and I hope she falls in love with somebody else while she's there or maybe just, you know, comes into her own sense of self a little. But the only note I have on her is poor Kate. This will destroy her. And I think that pretty much sums her up in a nutshell. She is not even interested in talking to any of the single guys who are showing her their virtual baboon asshole. She's like, (laughs) yeah, thanks. I got to go put my sleep mask on and get a good night's sleep. And I got to go running in the morning. I mean, one guy tries to talk to her on that. I want to feel you, girl. Like, give me all your emotions. And she's like, mm, no, she's she's just not here for it. She no. is, she was dragged there by Kicking David. and screaming. Mm-hmm. And she is not happy. And meanwhile, he thinks all the problems are hers, that he has nothing to do with their problems, which is always a joke when somebody thinks that, no matter mm-hmm. who you are or what the other person's problem are. To think that is ridiculous. And he is over on the guy at the guy's villa, living it up but also secretly like really digging some of the girls and then when they get together in these group sessions and Kate can hear him selecting a date or whatever he'll be like well I'll just select this one you know we don't really have a connection but yeah just to make her happy and feel like he's not really out there exactly to meet other people so but this then is... no Sorry. go ahead no this is one thing that um they that we didn't cover in the explanation of the show they actually have to watch as the only time they get to see each other or maybe this was just the first episode i'm not sure they have to watch their partner ask someone a single out on a date and then they walk past their partner with their new date and the girls are just like "Mm, hell no and the boy's like oh what a douchebag It's brilliant. It's horrific and brilliant. (laughs) I related so hardcore to Ashley G when 
her boyfriend selected his first date, she goes, I'm going to punch her in the throat. And I was like, yeah. girl, that is the response that we are all relating to right now. Yeah. Me too. Oh, God. But Kate, she just can't take it. And she absolutely is destroyed on, I think it was episode three, when she sees footage of David in the hot tub with whoever, that chick. Tonita. Grinding. Model actress. Tonita. Yeah, we got a lot of model (laughs) actresses in the singles group. Mm -hmm. And they're grinding on each other in the hot tub, and then he kind of swims away because someone in the background is like, oh my God, they're going to get it on tonight. And she's like, he is not respecting my relationship. She is losing it. And all the other girls are like, like you could tell that they're thinking, yeah, like start hooking up with some of these guys. Yeah, exactly. And what I think like David's one of the guys that I was talking about a little while ago that um, he brought her here because she's so insecure and he wants to try, he thinks he can try and prove that it's all, you know, she's just being a, a worry wart. And he's going to definitely fuck up and he's going to make his rounds through the group uh, like nobody's business. And Tanita is goal number one. Oh, absolutely. He's already making some of the other girls jealous by letting Tanita grind up on that D in the hot tub. Um, The brown haired girl, Carrie, who's the first date, she's like, I will not be having any of this. I don't know why I just became Angela. I will not be having this, Michael. I will not tote your egg. <laughs> Gross. Oh my god! Yeah, he is. He's actually starting wars among the single women in within the group without his girlfriend yeah. there. He's a mess. Within two days, who the fu- who in the hell thinks it's a good idea if you have an insecure partner to go to Temptation Island? Oh. I'm like, make up a different reason for production because we all know whatever you're telling them is a lie. But that is the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> idea to state it's out loud it's just cruel it's just cruel mm. okay so then we have the big story the big well let's oh. go let, before we get to them before we get to ashley g and rick and every time mm-hmm. i see rick and ashley g and that's how i've ever written i think of rick astley like never gonna Me give too. you up never gonna let you down <laughs> <laughs> nobody's laughing at this they're like okay we're done with this podcast now all right yeah, so casey and ashley h we're having fun we're having fun casey and ashley h let's talk about them quickly before we move on to the bomb mm-hmm. dropping with rick astley <laughs> okay so casey well, is getting ground upon if that's the past tense for his birthday upon. and ashley h sees this footage at the first bonfire and completely loses it. She's like, oh my God. And then she kind of comes around and thinks, well, you know what? He's out there having fun. I'm going to shake my ass too, literally. And Uh she sort of does, you know, the same thing with the guys in the villa the next day. He sees the footage and he's seemingly fine with it, but I kind of call bullshit on that. Well, that really surprised me because his reaction while watching her grind on everyone and dance and with her butt out and all this was he looked like he was about to his head was about to explode and then he was just like yeah I guess she's just the female version of me it's cool Mm. so I'm kind of with you he was holding something back there he wants to be the cool guy but he's not yeah he's emotionally invested and then we see a preview of him like 
trying to break a board with his hand and swearing and stomping his foot at a bonfire in the future sometime. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not the cool dude. Like, you are upset that she is with these other guys. Admit it. You know? Exactly. And I think it must be really easy or easier to cheat. Like, these very insecure women that already have trust issues with their partners and suddenly somebody's whispering sweet nothings in their ear. Like it must be, they must be so easily swayed by, you know, the nice compliments and feeling safe because they're not feeling safe. And suddenly somebody's patting them on the head and saying, you know what, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay, I love you too. Like I kind of get it. So yeah, the, everyone's just in, in a bad sitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Bad sitch. Bad, it's not. A, it's not a great sitch. But I love that Ashley H picked um, the worst possible guy at the dating ceremony that she possibly could. The this guy comes out and he's his name's Deke or something, and he goes, "The only thing getting between me and your girl is this Deke." Yeah. And her and Casey was just like, "I cannot believe she chose him." <laughs> And you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, of course she chose him because she chose you. She chooses exactly. terrible dudes. This is the problem. And Casey's like, oh, this guy's horrible. It's like, well, the things you dislike in other people are the things that you dislike about yourself, Casey. That's right, Casey with a C. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Rick Astley, otherwise known as Rick and Ashley G. Who are basically Dunzo within 24 hours of landing on Temptation Island. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that they were done so, or at least she was earlier on. Yeah, like but her it, her heart was not in it. Her heart must not have been in it because she was so ready for another guy to tell her she was pretty and he was going to listen to her and be in a commitment, a committed relationship with her. And mm-hmm. that person's name is KB, who's Ooh. very attractive, very tempting. He, very large man. He cracks her within. Like the first eight hours. She is in bed with KB. They go all the way. The whole thing is filmed on night one. Night (laughs) one. You should, I honestly, you're probably the same as me. My jaw was on the floor because this is one she brought, she brought Rick here. Ashley chose this experience for her and her boyfriend, long term boyfriend. And night one, she is getting that vitamin d of kb and loving life like it was uh, was a beautiful thing and i was so nervous for her i was like the entire time he is look kb to me yes he is fine as hook and smooth like as silk he has got game but I have He's a very dangerous. bad feeling about him. Oh, he I is have a dangerous. T- totally bad feeling about him. He is not the one to pick. Now, he's the one to pick to get you out of your funk and then move on with a better dude. You know what I mean? He's not the long-term dude. He's the right-now dude. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's fine if yes. that's what she needs. But she is, like, furious with herself the next morning. Not so furious that she doesn't sort of fall right back into the pattern of kissing him and hanging out with him on the beach and wanting to be with him again (laughs) that night, but she's temporarily furious with herself. And she says, like, Rick, when he sees this footage, I don't know what he's going to do because it was her saying to him, you better not make a fool of me, right? And Mm -hmm. And that's what she essentially is doing to him. 
And she also claims, though, to justify her actions, that this was all in response to him saying at their date selection, hey, the cuffs are off. You do what you want. And this whole cuffs are off statement triggered her to think that he was saying, hey, I'm single. So are you. I'm going to do whatever I want tonight. And so, you know, enter KB, literally. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) She she did it. And meanwhile, Rick is over there on his date, like holding hands like he did nothing. I know. But you know what? When I saw that at the bonfire, I was like, how dare he hold that bitch's hand? Like, and I just totally forgot that she had (laughs) slept with KB on the first night. I was like, I'm going to kill him. Can you explain your reaction to Rick's reaction to seeing his girlfriend fucking oh, another dude? That was weird. He didn't. Like, he didn't really react the way I thought he would. He didn't really react at all. There's a couple of things. I think. I think a huge part of it is that he knew he was. He's in front of all these like cool dudes, and his is clearly the worst. Like he felt. I think he felt embarrassed. I think he was trying to like hold his own, knowing he was going to be on TV. He didn't want to break down completely. But at the same token, I mean, if I ever saw anything like that, and if if I would be. I would be Ashley H, like rocking back and forward in a corner, crying. Like I could not, I could not pretend I was okay with it in any way, shape, or form. So I don't know. For me, I'm like, well, he's either doing a really good job of holding up a strong front because he's, you know, in a pack of guys and on TV, or he also is checked out of the relationship to quite a strong degree. Yeah, that's true. I was wondering that as well. Or like you said, though, I think the pressure of the other guys around him and their videos mm-hmm. were like their girls maybe saying something or doing a little dance. And then his his video comes on and it's like the absolute worst nightmare. Look, at least he got it out of the way early on. Now he can go and have fun for the rest of the time. <laughs> He's like a shell-shocked World War One soldier when he gets back to the villa, though. He won't talk to anybody. The guys are like, bro, bro, you okay? He's like, mm-hmm. He's sitting alone. He won't even talk to the girl who's interested in him. She's like, are you okay the next day? And he's like, uh, yeah. She's like, is there something bad on the video? He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kinda, a little bit. <laughs> oh, so done. But I just wonder. It's not great. It's not great. It's not, it's not great. great. <laughs> and Mark S. Wahlberg is jizzing his shorts over this video too. Oh. Before he shows it, he's like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" I'm like, "Oh, you're so mean. You know what's gonna happen." But oh, of course, it's, it's great TV. So she, now that she knows that rick has seen her footage it's like what is she gonna do now pull back it's like she she says maybe he'll forgive me maybe he won't but she's got nowhere to go except where she's already headed which is to either keep going the distance with kb Mm -hmm. who nobody goes the distance with he is again the right now guy or just Mm -hmm. like try out 10 different guys because there's no going back for her no there's no going back i wish her all the best with the, her endeavors going forward. But yeah, Rick is, Rick has got to be out for her. And I think that's okay. I really like, I like Rick. Like I know we know his past is that he is a cheater, but he seems like a sweet guy. So I think it's best that they just, you know, cut ties now, both of them just go sow their wild oats 
and you know, you live their best life on this beautiful tropical island with all these gorgeous single people. I think That's so what too. I would be doing. I think both I of them been. are just on their own journey now. Like yeah. there's no uh, reconciliation that is going to come at the end of this. If there is, then that will be a really interesting circle to see them walk in. I don't know how that would happen. If it does, great TV, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whatever. So who do you predict would stay together out of all of these couples? Come on, girl. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. If I had to, oh, look, definitely not Kate and David. David's, uh, yeah, it, it's it's already almost too far gone. I think I think the resentment that Kate will have even just seeing that um, hot tub video, it's going to be too much for her to go back. I think she, we'll see her slowly start to come out of her shell and be tempted by some beautiful men. Rick and Ashley, Rick Astley, like you said, it's done. But I don't know. Maybe I guess I want to say Casey and Ashley H just because. They will both mess up. They will both mess up a lot. But she is so codependent that it would. there's no way she would leave. And I don't think he is going to be the one to call it off. If she stays, he's just going to be like, okay, cool. And he seems more emotionally invested, as we see with his little tantrum later, than he's admitting mm. to himself. So maybe he will try to work it out at a deeper level. I could see that. But you, do you think Gavin and Asonica, is that your... I do. I don't know yeah. why I have a feeling about them. Hmm. I don't know why. I haven't decided on them yet. Like, I don't know. For me, they're both, yeah, they're both holding their ground quite well so far. But I just, I just feel he is a stone throw away from slipping up. And, and Asonica doesn't strike me as a pushover. Like, I think as soon as he stuffs up, she'll be like, okay. On to the next one, on to the next one. Like, I think she's going to be out there probably by episode four. I could see that too, which is coming up, <laughs> which is coming up this week. So Temptation Island airs in the U.S. on Thursday nights on the USA Network. Set your DVRs. We're going to be recapping this every other week. So we'll do two episodes at a time. This one was three, so it took a little bit longer. But these will typically just be... Yeah, short recaps that we do. We come together, we talk about why these couples are hot messes, and we are uh, we celebrate the fact that we're not in these relationships. <laughs> Thank God. And that's about it. That's about all the show can do for me. Like I'm not, th- I'm not this. This is not happening yeah. to me. Yay, life. That's it. You're like, yay, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't care that you're out golfing constantly. I don't care that, yeah, whatever. Do whatever you want. Just don't ever propose taking me on a damn show like this because I'll kill people, including you. Literally. It would be a homicide mission. You are going to cover, and you always cover, Bravo, Real Housewives, when Vanderpump Rules comes back. I know you're big into that. What are you going to be covering uh, coming up on your podcast in these next couple of weeks? Actually, um, I am doing a recording, I think, tomorrow or the day out. This week, my show was back. I had two weeks off. So my show is Reality TV and me um, on all your podcast apps. This week, I have your fave, Bunky. I'm talking to Mary Payne for the first time. We've had a relationship online for quite the time, but I finally get to hear her voice, not Yay! just in my headphones, but in real in real time, not really in real life, but in real time. So I'm excited to talk some Real Housewives of OC with her. We're going to get into that um, New Jersey 
interview between Joe and Teresa is going to be a blast. So that's coming up. I think I'll probably release it over the weekend um, with Mary Payne. So, yes, my show, Reality TV and Me, same name on Instagram. If you want the personal touches, I'm at Kirsten Moore underscore music. That's my personal Instagram. It's mostly just cats. <laughs> it's mostly just me. Which is amazing. To my cats. <laughs> Which is amazing. You're fostering many beautiful cats right now. Too and many. I'm keeping Too up many. with it. <laughs> Oh, they're such cuties. You're doing a good job, Mama. And yeah, I want you guys to go over to Reality TV and me. Subscribe, share it with other people. She is going deep into Bravo and does all of the time. I am branching out. I'm going to be covering Temptation Island for now. We'll come up with a different show later. However, you know, we're getting, we're going to get through this to kind of give a different flavor each week. I'm going to continue my recaps, of course, with my bunkie, Mary Payne. I'm so glad you're talking to her. And I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to. So Mary Payne and I will always do 90 Day. And then I'm having Brandon Alvarado, who I've, I've had on my podcast several times. He's going to be recapping Real Housewives of New Jersey with me on the weeks when I'm not talking to you about Temptation Island because I am so into Jersey. I cannot wait for it to come back. I am going to be covering it from beginning to end. Uh, unlike OC in Dallas, where I just have to kind of. I just have to kind of ride it out. I don't know why they're not capturing my attention like they once did, but there you have it. Wow. So New Jersey is your your go-to. That's well, interesting. New York is my go-to. New Jersey is my number two. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, New Jersey really grabbed me last season. I'm back. Um, I didn't. I've never really loved it before that. It was sort of just like my last resort Bravo watch. But obviously, I've seen every season and every episode <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, then you know. You've got to keep up. They've, this, they've been terrible for a long time. Terrible. It, it feels like being loyal to a really tragic sports team for me. I mean, I right. have loved Jersey from their heyday through their years with the Twins and just <laughs> all the terrible cast members and terrible seasons. And now I feel like they're back. Like they can you paid win. your dues. I paid my dues. I never stopped watching. I even wrote recaps during those dark, dark years. But now wow, well done. it's like they're back. It's really compelling. I love Margaret Josephs. I think their casting is spectacular with Jennifer and Jacqueline. It's just I love them. It's, so it's gonna be to a good season. Them. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited. Me too. So, all right. Well, you guys can follow me at Erin Leah Martin on uh, all social media. And remember, the Bunky Meetup is November 8th, next Friday in Madison. Come out and meet us. My birthday. It's on your birthday. Can you just fly in from Melbourne? You know, no big deal. All right. Why not? (laughs) Just to go to a bar for a couple of hours. my own little birthday present to myself. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Mary Payne will be flying in for it. We're going to be at Lucille, downtown Madison. Go to tasteofreality.com and click on the Pink Shade podcast, and you will see all the details for the meetup there. And if you're planning on attending, even if you're not going to Countess and Friends, type your name, your phone number, your email in there so we can get you on the list and we can communicate with you if there are any updates. That's tasteofreality.com. You click on podcasts, find Pink Shade, and everything about the meetup and my merchandise store, my recaps, podcast, everything is on that page. So it's all in one place. Thank God. I want to cry at the fact that my life is getting organized. Thank you, Taste of Reality. Woo! It's been amazing. All right. We will talk in two weeks about uh, these disasters. 
I can't wait. I'm so invested. Me too.